in Dharma practice, we're... So let me just check, because we've turned the volume up a bit. I just want to check how the feedback is. How... It's a little little, little metallic, isn't it? I can hear that. So if we go down a little bit. <clears throat> and then I want to check that I'm loud enough that people can hear. Okay, so if at any point... Still a bit metallic, I think. Testing, testing... And if you can't hear me very well at any point, please raise your hand and I'll speak louder rather than turn the mic up. So in Dharma practice, we are invited to know things as they are. To know the world of experience as it is. And that this actually is a doorway of wisdom and an expression of wisdom. Normally, we don't know things as they are. As Virginia Sati said, we we know things as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Which means rather than be in this world of experience in a way that is free, we meet it with all our overlays, our history, of course, our conditioning, our preferences, our likes, our dislikes, our fixations, the places we get caught. So to know things as they are, freed up from our subjective lenses, if you like, Not that they won't be there, but that we can really discern the difference. Means first to examine our relationship with the world of experience. Because isn't this where we get caught? Tell me if you get caught somewhere other than the world of experience. It's where we find ourselves, you know, by experience I mean inner experience and outer experience. In Dharma teachings we don't make such a separation. And where we get caught is because experience happens, keeps happening. Have you noticed, even if you try and turn it off sometimes? Experience keeps on arising, moment by moment by moment. And the way we get caught is that with experience arising, without any examination or an untrained mind, we are bound to react through our conditions, through our conditioning. If something is pleasant and lovely, let's say you enjoyed the sound of the rain this morning or last night, there's our experience arising. Sound, rain, And there might be the enjoyment of it. That's lovely. But often, rather than just rest in the pleasure that is here and now, our mind will take hold of that experience and say, okay, how can I keep it? How can I have more of this pleasure? How can I have more rain so that I can have a nice experience? Or then when the rain ends, but where did it go? Now it's empty without the rain. We believe that the experience itself is what determines our happiness. We confuse pleasure 
with happiness. Or conversely, if it's something unpleasant, has anything unpleasant arisen for you yet since last night? Very lightly. Right? Maybe you don't like porridge. You know, maybe you were hoping for eggs on toast. Who knows? And there it is, a big bowl of porridge, communal porridge. And you see it with your eyes and there's a kind of sinking of your spirit. Ooh. Right? Rather than just knowing and recognizing and naming, we might suddenly find ourselves taking hold of that and building some big story about maybe I could make a donation to Guy House or buy them some eggs or you know, do something to change my experience. So very simply put, we often don't meet experience as it is. We come with our overlays, which is normal. But part of the wisdom, part of the discernment and the deepening is to start to be able to kind of unlaminate, delaminate all those layerings so we can more and more come into relationship with experience as it is, meet it as it is, and from here we can respond. So because experiences are many, I really like something the Buddha said that will help us discern as we work with this today a little bit. He said, basically, in any moment with experience arising, it is one of six experiences. You are either experiencing a sight, a sound, a taste, a touch, a smell, right? The five senses that we normally use in the West as the five sense doors. And in, in Buddha Dharma, the sixth sense, not in a, not in a um, kind of far out sixth sense kind of way, but in a sixth sense door is the sense door of the mind, right? The capacity of thinking and imagery that happens also, that also arises, right? We have one of these six experiences in any moment, <clears throat> nothing more and nothing less. The experience of emotion, which some people may be uh, working with or may be arising, is in a sense a combination of the factor of the sense, the, the tangible sense door, the touching. It's like an inner touch, often with thoughts as well. It's actually a compound experience. But direct experience is one of these six experiences. How do you like the sound of that? Sometimes we can be a little insulted. My life's more interesting than that. I'm sure I have more going on than just one of those six sense, sense experiences. But if you examine and look, that is, that's what's arising moment by moment. And coming into a wise relationship with this is part of um, the path of freedom and the fruit of a path of freedom. If we're not insulted by our experience seemingly being reduced to six things, we can actually feel a big sense of relief. It's like, oh, okay, this is really workable. 
This is really possible to start to meet this experience just as it is. Including my overlays, because they're going to arise as well, you know, all my subjective overlays, my thoughts, my preferences, my likes, my dislikes, my judgments. So today we're going to do a couple of exercises, and the first one is very, very simple. Very simple. It's sometimes referred to, this particular exercise, as vipassana out loud. And what we're going to set up together is that you can, you'll sit opposite from someone, someone else, and take your, take your time with that. I will guide you in to mindfulness of body, mindfulness with your experience. And you will have a period of time where your partner won't say anything. They will be just sitting there with their eyes open. And you will be following this particular form which goes like this. You will begin with almost like a little prompt card for yourself which says, now I am aware of And then you pause and see what arises into awareness. See what experience shows up in that moment. And name it. (coughs) Now I am aware of seeing the bright blue of your sweater. Right? So just in the seeing. Now I am aware of feeling a little nervous that I'm supposed to come up with something wise. Now I'm aware of relaxing a little bit, like there's nothing special that has to happen here. Now I'm aware of a kind of a breathing out and not even having to find something to be aware of. Now I'm aware of not knowing what I'm aware of. So there's no correct experience that you're supposed to be having. The practice is inviting you into getting here, being here, and finding actually out, finding out actually what is here, right now, not half a minute ago, but right now. So before we go into pairs, I want to just invite you to do this on your own. You don't have to have your eyes closed or open, whatever allows you to connect and breathe with yourself. So just find your seat and take a couple of breaths.
and notice notice if you're already holding on to an idea of what you're going to be aware of in a minute. <laughs> Just in case you can't think of anything. Right? Remembering, you know, all of that's going to come up too that we think we now, gosh, suddenly I have to be aware of one of six things and have I got one of the six things or is it something else and am I abnormal? And am I, you know, we can get really, we could get, we can get really nervous around that. That's okay. We can say that. Now I'm aware that I've been holding on to an idea ever since Catherine stopped speaking that if I can't think of anything, I'm going to say the blue of your sweater. Right? Because we're so, many of us are so conditioned to have to do something right. And, you know, it, it might even remind you of being in an exam or a, 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 an oral exam, you know, where you have to get it right. And here, you don't. So if you notice there's nervousness, you can say that because that's possibly what you're going to be aware of. Well, now I'm aware I'm really nervous. Well, it's like this churning in my tummy. Now I'm aware of hoping the time will pass quickly, whatever it might be. So it's all welcome. What I want to invite here, the possibility of you taking your seat and you being the host. You are the host of this house. This house we call my body, my mind. Or the hostess. And the possibility of welcoming experience as it arises the experience that you like, the experience that you don't like, the experience that's kind of boring. Welcome to this experience. The inner experience or the experience of the color or the sounds. What would it be to be at your door for whatever arrives in this moment? This is where we're going to begin. It doesn't mean in Dharma practice that we can't respond to experience. Sometimes people get the idea that welcoming and acceptance is about, you know, not being able to say no or not responding. It doesn't mean that at all. It means first, if something is arising, we really need to know and meet and feel and sense what's here. And that is the place from which responding can arise. So how would it be to be the host or the hostess standing at the threshold of your door? And as any, as you probably know with a host or a hostess, you don't want them to kind of come out and grab you and pull you in. It's like, I'm going to welcome you. Right? But also the door needs to be open to let what arises arise and be known. So, I'm going to say more once. Do you want to say it now? Okay. The shard is going to add something. I just want to say that 
as we already know, there's many things that may arise in our perceptive field, even in a flash. You know, awareness is so fast that we may know lots of things and sometimes wonder what to say. Um, and sometimes some of the things that may be that may arise are something you may not want to say out loud to the person that's sitting there. It may be a little embarrassing or um, shameful or too sensual or whatever. And I just want to say, you don't have to say everything. You know, just because it comes to awareness doesn't mean that you have to say that thing. You are allowed to censor. So um, don't think that, oh, it came up, so now I have to say it, and I don't want to say it, that sort of thing. You don't have to get yourself in a bind about that. There are lots of things that come into awareness. So, so it's fine at this point. Um, in, in our practice, that just to know that there are boundaries and a sense of safety in this as well. So um, there's no should that we're trying to express here. So um, take your time, find somebody to pair up with, and please use all of the room. Come up here so you're not quite in the same... Uh, jammed rows that you were last night please use some space and be a bit more staggered as you sit and then I'll guide you into the exercise <laughs> 